Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome back to Mystical Motherhood's podcast. Katerina's back with us this week, and she had a very tough time because she was likely pregnant and didn't keep the child. So her, her period came and it was quite heavy, which was very emotional for her. So we really focused on streamlining what's important to her in her life right now, because she was trying to control way too many things and feeling overwhelmed by all of her responsibilities, like so many people in this world. So we let go of a lot of her obligations so that she could go back to what's most important, which is herself. I hope you enjoy this episode. Please write in with any questions and subscribe, leave comments, and thanks for being here. Okay, so when I see you, it's like you're running on, you're holding a chariot and you've got three to four reins in your hands, you know, like the old Grecians or the old Romans would do. Right. And there's all these horses and it's like, there's almost like you've got a split, you know, I don't know what, there's what some God, I I think I've seen it actually in a picture where it's actually like two people are running this chariot, but they're connected at the bottom. So it's like your body is, is as one, but the top, it energetically is split out so you can hold onto all these rings. And so because of this stress of feeling like you were pregnant, I mean, other things too, but it it almost like triggered that in you, that other side of you that still exists, that shadow side. Does that feel true to you? I feel like that's accurate because, um, like I kind of said, I think I'm, I think I'm, I feel like on the outside, I feel like I'm, I'm like together and I look, I look at all at one piece, but I feel like inside still, I have these like moving parts and I have my mind and like, it's just like, I'm trying to keep it together and connect it all. And I just have a feeling it's all like still and everyone's, you know, every part is in their own little section still. <laughs> so what's happening when I read you energetically again, is it imagine you're walking forward. So it, you're, you're moving forward in life at a really, really fast pace right now. And so your your it's almost like your physical body is catching. You know how people get sick. Um, sometimes it's because their 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 physical body is catching up with how fast their emotional and spiritual body have been moving. Okay. And so your kind your physical body feels like it's moving in time and space, and it and it wants a goal so bad, it's almost living in the future of that goal. And so there's another other split off part of you is, is almost like needing to slow down time because everything is moving so fast. Right. And that's why when we got back from Portugal, I got so sick. Like literally, it's been like a week and a half that it's just... You did. I literally had a fever for two days. Yes. So that's typically why people get that sick. At least I know when it happens to me, it is, I go through, I mean, people can say, oh, you just got sick randomly. No, I didn't because no one in my family is sick. And sometimes I'll do such huge spiritual growths. I mean, I'll do, you know, something that no one, I can't describe to anybody. It's a rapid change within my body. And then my physical body will like my throat will hurt or something will happen. And no, I'm not sick. I'm something's adjusting, you know, Oftentimes, That's how it started with me. Yeah, it, like an adjustment. And and like sometimes I'll have my period. Like if I know if it's like sometimes when I do work in the morning meditations with these, which I call the masters, 
they, I'll see a vision that I, I'm like, this is the craziest experience I've ever had. I even have to call someone to explain it to them and I'll start my period. And so, and so I know that that proves to me that, I mean, bleeding out of the blue, just, uh, you know, so that proves to me, it's not like just a cold. It's, it is physical changes happen when you are spiritually moving at that fast of a pace. Right. So feel that right now. So feel like that, that split you're having between this, that, you know, the physical body that's moving so quickly and then the spiritual body, I mean, the spiritual body is moving too, but it, it doesn't have the constructs of time and space. And right. the physical body needs to, you need to remind it that it doesn't have to do everything in that. It, in a, it's like, it's watching its clock. Right. And right. It, so, and, it, and it's ticking like your physical body, you know, that part of you is like looking at the clock and being like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. I have this many things to do. And we need to, we need to get the emotional, spiritual, and physical body into one because the chariots are out of control. Yes. So tell me, close your mind's eye. And I want, and anyone who's listening, it's true for all of us because the, the world is moving so freaking fast. And and when it does that, you know, either we start to go, I have a lot of friends that go too slow and then they get really depressed or they go really, 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 really fast. And, and in, in this day and age, it's called the cold depression. And so it is, it's, it's called, it's either you're moving too fast and, and you think you're not depressed and then you slow down and you realize how depressed you are, but there's gotta be some middle ground that you come to hopefully in the next hour <laughs> that, you know, you feel like, that you can find a grounded. So what are you, what chariots are you holding? If you need to tap your third eye three times to tell me what are the chariots that are running your life right now? Like, <clears throat> like just the physical, like materialistic things, like chariots. Something that comes to mind right now from the very first things that come out of your head. Uh, what these horses? What, what are these horses that are running you? Uh, so definitely, definitely just work. I will say that, um, like just work, family, my relationship, my you know my personal relationship. What's well, just like my husband and you know creating a relationship and a bond, um, and basically, which has been the main topic for me. I think just fertility and just children and pregnancy. Okay. So because that's, that's actually the number one, I think. So let's say, so number one is fertility right now. Right. So before it was before in our last conversations, we've talked about so many parts of your life. So your home life, and we've talked about your work life. We talked about your yeah. relationship with your mom and, and all of these things are really, really important to, to understand before you become pregnant but if, you, if that's what you want to become pregnant and you don't want to have all that set up first, it's like you need to just come to some sort of, which is what you kind of did the last time we spoke is you, you know, started to make your office, like actually move into your office. And, and that actually speaks to where you are right now. That's huge. You know, you're like, okay, I'm yeah. surrendering. And it's really interesting you're doing that because you know it's, it may not be the right job, but... When you surrender to something, it tends to work out. And that's part of also becoming, what they're saying is also becoming pregnant is that like, right. And it's like the physical body has to stop moving at that high pace because the cortisol, it it doesn't work for pregnancy. No, exactly. And And then literally, I feel like from the moment we started and the first topic was my my, my relationship with my mother and it's funny enough it's switched and it's it's become more you know obviously I I know my mother is my mother and I, she will never change and I know that but I see it from a different aspect and the one thing you said to me was basically you know when your mother does trigger you or say something you know just react to it as like you can't, you know, it's okay. I understand where you are and why you're saying that. And I just kind of like laugh it off and brush it off at this point. And for me doing that a couple times, literally our, our relationship has changed. Yeah. She literally like back, right. 
exactly. So when you change and like when you change, they change because either they have to meet you or they won't meet. So in, with my family, a lot of them, I ask them to meet me at a certain level and they can't. And right. so we don't have the same relationship anymore. And I'm okay with that because it's my boundary. And exactly. So you can either ask somebody to meet you at that level and they can meet you there. And maybe you'll keep going higher and higher and your mom won't be able to meet you there because it's too much for her. She right. Frequency. But for now it came out to like an even, like even like neutral kind of like actual, like, you know, actual feel good kind of relationship at this point. Um, and then the other thing was obviously with work and then the transition that, you know, we kind of spoke about last time I did that. And, you know, all of a sudden it's just like, it's, it's like a comfortable space for the moment, you know? Tell me what it was like when you started to amplify. So the last time we spoke, it was talking about amplifying your senses and and almost amplifying the space so that you're heightened everywhere you go. So tell me what you did at work so other people can listen and do that too so that they can be happy in their space. So literally for, I've, I've almost been there in two years. I did not put one picture. I did not do anything since I've moved into like, you know, your space. And that's when that like the negativity and the nauseousness and the, the horrible like feeling of going into work. So slowly I started one day, you know, after our conversation and then like it all clicked, I brought in, you know, my personal pictures that make me happy from my home since this is my sanctuary. So I kind of, you know, protected it, you know, blessed it as much as I could, brought in pictures, um, brought in flowers, fresh flowers on the desk. Mm-hmm. And just with those little things and touches and then like um, other little figurines that, you know, mean something to me from the house, it just made it, it's almost made it like a more of a softer, enjoyable, like kind of more protected space. It's like that, 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 I guess that crunch of like worry that you go into the office every day and you just feel tight, it all loosened up. Yeah, that's good. Right. And that's really, really, really good. And it feels like when you do that, you just, there's, it comes into balance. And I felt that. Yeah. I did. I felt more just like, at this point, I'm at ease with it. So... It's like you need to take, which is what the first vision they gave me, the chopping block. It's like, because you need to start to streamline what you allow in your life and what you don't allow. And it's, and it's like, we need to really talk about boundaries. Right. Of where you end and where another person begins. And when you're, and you have to do this, like there's something called, this isn't getting way out there, but the blue ocean effect. So you have to, sometimes when you're creating something like, like I'm creating a book right now. And so I can't, I would never compare my work or my journey to anyone else's journey. If I do, I get into their artwork. Right. Right. And so your fertility journal journey is that same process. And sometimes you need to just be almost like streamline it so much and be, and be so in your own connection to heaven and and they're saying heaven and earth that it just, it it just becomes a complete abundance. Does that make sense to you? And we're saying that. Yeah, it does. Allowing. So there's so many people like, cause you also come from, I don't know if it's cultural, what they're showing me, but cultural or you're living where you're living and your family, but it's like the still, there's still the underlying feeling of what are they going to think if this doesn't happen when it, like, what are they going to think of me? Yeah. And I, and I feel like that was a really, that when we started, that was bad with me because it triggered me and I could break down and cry. You know, if you just said, said something to me about it, especially family and friends. And then especially of course, you know, social media. Um, I feel like from then till now I can, I'm, getting there where I'm just like, it's getting to a better place. Um, but I think it's still, still like this, 
little bit back in there still. Like it, it creeps up to, you know, it creeps up to me. Yeah. This week was really all about everything. Like it was like, sometimes when you move so far and you do, you're doing so well and you're changing so much, you're changing so much, the world will bring something in again to shake you up and be like, Hey, did you change? (laughs) And, and this week, really the chariots, the, the way you're trying to like control all these things in your life is also a representation of your mother. And, and the way that you were raised, I mean, what they're saying is like the feeling that you had this week or with recently or right now, it, it, it almost, it almost is the same feeling you had sometimes growing up with your mom it, it, or something. There is something about that. Either you saw her doing the same thing, or this is the emotions you get around her or something like that. Does that feel true? And we talk, we say that. Yeah, it does feel true. Okay. So when was the time in your life? I see you in a kitchen and your mom, it's almost like neurotic behavior around dishes or something. It's and- always, it's always in the kitchen. It's always in the kitchen. Okay. It's uh, even now it's, it's, I can, I can picture it because it too. we have friends over and this was back in Ukraine uh-huh. and it's like, she, you know, she would like ask for help, but then I would just be in the way all the time. And then she just neurotic, right. You're like, you know, she's just like worrying about nothing, like over exaggerating. Okay. And of course, like making me feel like, you know, like I can't do anything. And then basically I'm just like, you know, I try to help, but then she doesn't want it. And then I feel like I just, you know, obviously you're doing something wrong. This is so much what's going on in your life. I mean, probably what your partner's doing. I'm trying to help, but there's nothing I can do. Right. And then maybe your friends, I'm trying to help, but there's nothing I can do. And then you're feeling yeah. that thing. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do everything, but there's nothing I can do. Yes. Okay. Close 100- Create the glass jar right in front of you right now. Okay. To go, I mean, this kitchen seems so big in your subconscious, and it just wants you could take a the axe is coming out like, like, and, and I don't know if she's wearing some sort of a apron. apron. Yeah, she's got her yeah. apron on, and she's in the kitchen, and she's like, she loves to put things around. She likes people to feel like like she has to do all the work, and then um, she's exhausted. She likes the victimhood of it. She loves it. And it's so frustrating for you. And so right now, the part of you came up of part of you when this, you know, you lost this baby, that there's a child in you that wanted to be the victim for a minute. Like, like, this is me again. This happened to me again. So there's that emotion from that kitchen scene was evident in your emotional body. Do you see the connection? Yeah. Okay. So I want you to relive this kitchen scene out for me and say it out loud. So what, what is it like when you're, you're going back in time and you're looking at the way you're with your mother? I'm like scared. Like I feel guilt, like I feel like shamed and guilty and like, like, so like, like I just want to curl up in a ball, you know, because, because I don't know what I'm doing wrong, you know? And it's like, and basically I'm just kind of like, I'm physically there physically, but I'm, I'm kind of, um, like frozen, you know, and I see you at the table and you don't have anyone around you to protect you. No, that little girl. I mean, and it's the exact same thing that's happening to you now. So you just said these words. It was, it was like, I, I, there was nothing I can do. Right. And, and like, you just possibly were, pregnant most likely was pregnant and you lost the child or the 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 possibility of the cell growth right we'll not even call it but and it's like that same feeling it slipped through your fingers there's nothing you can do and you just want to crawl up into a little ball I want you to feel that with that that subconscious feeling because you're not fully understanding the connection that you felt this before do you see that I can see where when you pointed it out where you felt it, <clears throat> I feel it like in, you know, my heart, like in my heart chakra and my chest at this point. Yeah. And it's a long tube. Yeah. And it, and it, and it feels like it's steel. So it would want to be ringed. You know how you'd ring out some towel, but this yeah. is steel. You can't even touch it. I want you to put your hands inside of your chest and I want you to imagine you're pulling out this steel rod. So what the steel rod is, is the memories of this time in the kitchen and just throw it in, like, let it clink into the glass jar in front of you. 
Yep. And anyone who's listening, all of your memories, they hold a space within your body, within your organs and within your chakra systems, and you have to remove them out. Okay. So imagine now, let's see that scene. What other emotions are you feeling? And, and also there's a part of that little girl, she just wants someone to come in and rescue her and take her to the park because she's like, this woman is crazy. <laughs> like, can't anyone help me? Can't anyone help me? It's almost like you need like a parenting, like a parent, somebody. Never, never, right. And I never felt that growing up. I think that's why I grew up so quickly, you know? I was always older for my age and I always wanted to like get away as much as quickly as I could. Right. Cause you wanted a parent, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, when you were just like every generation smart, like probably ahead of the generation who birthed you because that's evolution. Okay. So I'd like you to call in. I'd, I'd like you to call in somebody to, it's like, we need to rescue this child. Does that feel okay when we say that to you? Yeah, yeah. So who would you, I'm going to call in two angels and they're going to come into your house through the front room in this scene and they're going to tap your mother who's just staring out the window yelling about the dishes, about everything that she needs to do and you're just so confused by her neurotic behavior. <laughs> and you're gonna, what would you like these, these people to do? Actually, you know what? I want you to hold my hand. So the angels are in there. I want you to pretend like you're holding my hand. Yeah. And together we're going to, at, at this age, we're going we're gonna to walk into your house mm-hmm. and walk into your kitchen and we're going to go rescue you at a younger age. Does that feel okay? Yeah. Okay. And we're going to send two angels to go and take care of your mom because anytime you have any abuse anyone who's listening, this is super important. If you have had abuse from your childhood in any shape or form, because that registered to you as abuse, no matter what. Yeah. I'm like, I just started crying now. (laughs) Keep your eyes closed because you're releasing it right now. So if you've been sexually abused, if you have been, you know, you live with neurotic people and they were totally crazy or you had physical abuse, any shape or form in your subconscious, you're still getting abused. And until that perpetrator gets, you know, some sort of justice, then your little girl's always being abused inside and you'll recreate that feeling the rest of your life because it's a subconscious trigger. Does that make sense? Say that to you. It makes a lot of sense. Okay. So you have to have your perpetrator of whatever shape and form that was has to have justice. And so you can send the perpetrator to court you can send the perpetrator to um, school, to parenting school, to angel school, anything that, that of the first thing that comes to mind, and you can do this meditation at home by yourself, but you need justice because your little child wasn't safe. Yeah. And your little child needs to go into a home that she feels safe. So now we're holding hands and you and I, we're grown women. We know that this parenting behavior is not okay. We know that this is crazy. Your mom can't see it. So what would you have these angels do for her? For the child or my mom? Your mother, your mother. And then we're going to take care of the child. First, we're going to go. For my mother, definitely parenting, like it's a whole like angel parenting school. Okay. How long is she going to go to parenting school? Oh, a while. (laughs) You give it an amount of time because it's really going to happen in real time. Uh, for, I, I have a whole, I have a year that keeps coming up to me. Okay. So for a full entire year, your mother will be with angel Gabriel and he is going to take care of her and put her into the proper parenting school. And she, is she agreeing to this? It looks like she's in total shock, but she's going to do it. Yeah. And so they take her away and she's going to go to parenting school. So now we're with this little girl and everyone in all of these ages that you felt any trauma or drama or anything significant happen to you, you have a little girl that's still living inside of you of your subconscious mind that's still going through that in the present day. So you need to make sure that the little girl is safe. And so one way to do that, so, what, so my little girl, she lives in Big Sur. 
and she has a home with this really, really kind grandma and they play all day and she has a lot of friends and she has this whole setup. So what is, where's the house that your little girl can feel safe in and, and completely thrive unlike any other child? Oh, it would be with my grandma actually where, where I grew up. She basically raised me, but, um, that's, you know, she lives on a farm in a huge orchard and she made sure that I was happy and safe and always, you know, by my side. Is she still alive? Yes. Okay. What's her name? Oh, you don't have to say her name. So we would have keep privacy, but <laughs> okay. So your little girl, when you're feeling like what happened this week, you're going to immediately be like, I am being triggered. Where did it <laughs> come from? I've done this before. I don't have to do this again. So you go back to that place and you have to do it for the full year this year. Like uh, you have to work with the little girl. And so she has to feel safe constantly, which will make you feel safe. And, and it's so important. It sounds like, Oh, that's, that's fluffy. It's not fluffy. It's really practical because we all, and in order to be a good mother, you have to know how to mother yourself. And in order to be an excellent mother, you have to know where your biggest wounds are. And you have to know how to mother that little girl inside of you because I guarantee when you're pregnant or when you have a baby, however this baby comes into your life, you're going to be a better mother because you know how to mother yourself. Because the greatest need for mothering is then. Like the time you need a mother is when you become a mother. Right. (laughs) Like unheard of. And if you don't have a mother that's a good mother to help you, it triggers everything of your deepest, darkest demon hour. Uh, You have it set up that you know all the wounds of your mother and you know all your own wounds. You've got it. You're fine. You're not going to collapse through motherhood. You're going to be like, (laughs) I know what it was like. I'm not going to be like that. But I also know how to take care of myself because I've healed that little girl. Yeah. In, in your meditations, you can go to that place and make sure she's safe. So she has, should have food, shelter, clothing, friends, family, and all the basic needs plus, you know, love and belonging, self-esteem and completely fulfillment and connected to God because that's a fulfilled human being. Yep. So now from that whole scene, I want you to put it inside the jar. We're going to burn it with a purple flame. You can clear it. And let some water drip on the on after that. So after it burns, allow some water to come into the jar and allow air to flow through the jar, evaporate the water, and you're left with nothing. That's just using the elements of alchemy for change. Okay. And as that, even if you can, if you can see that water turn to blood, I want you to start to see that. So you see it burning every single memory from the kitchen, anything you can think of. I want you to pull it out of your subconscious, anything related to this feeling of being out of control or someone around you being out of control or your life being out of control. Yep. In this experience yesterday of feeling like you were cramping that you probably were pregnant or, you know, that you did conceive. Right. I want you to pull that out of your womb gently and place it in the jar and the, all the hopes and dreams of what that was and allow it to be burned too. And then the, the fire comes in and then the water, after it's completely burned, allow the water to come into the jar okay. and then I want you to watch the water turn to blood. The cut, like actually like your DNA is changing and okay. then, and then allow the wind to come in to sweep the blood up. And then I want you to see a little cube left in the jar from the salt from the, from that's left over from the blood and then allow that cube. It's clear. And I want you to put it into your uterus. Okay. 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 Now let's go back to the chariot. All the things you're trying to, to be in control of right now. Mm-hmm. I want you to imagine you've got you've got your. I want you to imagine that your body comes together. You could you see how it's split on this chariot? You've got you're trying to. I mean, 
if anybody is out there, you're, you're, you're trying to rein in so many different things. It's like you actually begin to split and your personalities will begin to split because you can't handle that much. And you probably become more reactive or more crying or whatever. And that's that split. Right. Okay. So imagine it all comes together, the bodies. Yep. And then I want you to let go of the reins of the, of the needing to change your job right now and feel if that's okay for you. And it kind of hurts your heart because it was so much hope. I need you to just let go. Okay. And then I need you to let go of all these family obligations you think you need to fulfill all the time. Because that's going back to the kitchen scene of what can I do for you? And everything you do isn't enough anyway. Exactly. And it's like you need to create boundaries like you would with a pool, you know, like a, like the edges of a pool. Like if you're in the water, cause water is the element of becoming pregnant. Right. So if you're in the pool, like where does your, where do you end and another begin? Can you do that? Does that feel safe to you? Cause it feels like there's so much stickiness with that. It's hard. It actually does feel, it feels good to me. Okay. So it's like you would say to your family, no, I can't come over for breakfast. Um, yeah. No, it feels, yeah, it feels like actually it's like lift. It's, um, it's like, it felt like I was being held down and I feel like a little, um, like I'm lifted up. Like I feel, um, like a fat, like lighter. Yeah. And you've got to just start to say no. You know, or, you know, I know that you were saying it with your friends, but if you are having too many family obligations, I mean, does that feel accurate that you could just, you know, maybe they're saying one out of three you do? Yep. No, it does feel, it feels very fun. It feels good to do. (laughs) Because you're pulled in so many directions, your arms are getting stretched out. And it's causing an incredible amount of stress. And I wrote about this in Mystical Motherhood. Any stress on the body, you can't have stress and be trying to get pregnant. I mean, it, it, your cortisol doesn't work. It is like the opposite, right? And I even say, don't wear tight pants. Don't, you know, just loosen up. How can you loosen up the area? How can you loosen up your life? How can you lose the reins of everything you're trying to control? And it's all about letting go. Letting go, letting go, letting go of everything you thought you were and should be. Yes. Can you do that? I th- yeah, I can. And then a way to feel in control when you're out of control is for you right now is like getting a planner. Do you, I, don't, I don't know if you do this. But I have a planner. <laughs> well, I do, they're saying you have a planner. Like I've seen you. <laughs> And it's like, you need to go through it and like create blankness, (laughs) but then also like acupuncture Thursdays. Okay. You know, and then like that, it, because there's, it's the balance between being and doing with this fertility process is because there's, there's so much you can do. Right. But then it also has to be being. So if you have it kind of scheduled out, it feels like you're getting something done and that will Having this like going to acupuncture will allow you to feel like you're doing something, but and it, it creates that control, but I, not yeah, you're doing it. That actually makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like you're getting something done every week, but and it's right towards a goal you have, but you're not doing as much. Right. And it no, makes- and it's not like, you know, right. It's not throwing like an extra like thing and like a brush to no, I get it. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause that's what I do. I over, over kind of, you know, even when I say no to a lot of things, I still over, you know, exaggerate myself because I'm like, I need to do this and this needs to be done and this and this. And no, you're right. It makes a lot of sense. And it's, and it's like for everything, another thing that might be a really good self psychology for you so my, my teacher, Guru Jagat, is always trying to get us to record our own voice and listen. Well, first off, if you record yourself all day long, you'll realize how nuts you are. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> 
record all the things you say, it's a really good practice to know like what is coming out of my mouth. But also if you record, it's like keeping a food diary, like almost just a three day diary of like how much time and energy you waste on outside sources. And where is your energy and power going to? So if anybody is listening, it would be a great idea. Like how much time are we really spending on the internet or on social media? That would be one, right? How much time are we talking to our family? Okay, that's two. Right. How much time are we worrying about, you know, the job that we want to change that's not, but it's not changing, right? So, or like how much time are we spending, you know, pretending we're going to work out and then not doing it? So it's like all that energy and power could be taken back. And right. it's like you need to take back the power and become the charioteer of your life, the charioteer, you know, like yep. wrong word, but in the directed, in one fit state, you know, one direction. Right. No, then right. Take control of your own life, become your own leader. Yeah. Right. And, and, as, and you as, control it. as, as hard as this may sound, a lot of people think that meditation will take away from their time or like, how can they fit in more meditation? And I find it the opposite. I find I'm much more successful and, and I am much like none of that, all of these other things will drift away. And I'm super, super focused, like a superwoman when I meditate more. So for me, I, because you have to experience it. So if I up my meditations and sometimes I can meditate for two to three hours a morning and I, that's my experience. And the more I do that, the more my life is driven and it's super focused. The more it's streamlined, the more that I am like, I don't, I don't have the bullshit, you know, stuff. Right. Going. Right. So because I don't, it doesn't, it can't get in my field now. Right. Because I've worked on myself so much that like it streamlined it. And it's like, I, the more time I put into myself and my inner world, the more my outer world falls into place. Right. It's so hard because it's like, well, how do I have time for that? Well, it's, it's all about training your body. Like, I mean, again, Guru Jagat says it's like being an, a super athlete. Right. So, you know, you, I be, uh, my, uh, like my choice of being an athlete is being, you know, a meditator. And I take it as I, you know, I train. Right. You, right. You, I take it and I don't get mad at myself if I miss it. So say, you know, I can't do it because I, because I travel extensively. If I do 15 minutes, fine. I don't get neurotic about it anymore, but when I'm home and I, um, I can, I will make it work that I get my time in, in the morning. And I, I, I get up every morning like an athlete because I'm dedicated to not being crazy. Like, you know what I mean? And that's, these are yeah. like, because the world is crazy and, and we're, there's going to be thousands of horses, but like, I know that, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. It may, right. <laughs> but the more like, it's like, it's like choose a list of things that are really important for your own personal growth. And that's what you should work on. In my opinion, that's the most important thing in your life is you. Yeah. You are the most important thing. And I when agree. you're good, everybody else is good. You can't be happy by making everybody happy. Yes. I think I have to, it's like, sometimes you know that, but you know, as much as you work on yourself and do it. And I said, think sometimes it slips away. Like I, you know, obviously on the outside, like I say, you look poised and great. But on the inside, there's so many moving parts that I don't know how to grab it all and kind of make it work, you know? That's also a part of like, I mean, it took, I mean, it, I'm not even there yet either. There's still moving parts. Everyone, there's always going to be moving parts. But like from where I was seven years ago to where I am now, right. I, it took me, I had like 25 moving parts and now I probably have like five, you know? And so- but it, it takes like a full on dedication to just switching yourself. And you know what meditation really, really helped me when, and you have to choose all these things for yourself is the Jupiter chakra meditation. The what? It's called the Jupiter chakra meditation. It's a Kundalini meditation. It is. 
absolutely one of the most powerful meditations in my book. And it's for trauma in childhood. And so what the trauma in the childhood does is it makes you, it creates a childhood syndrome where you become attached to something or, you know, people or like concept. It could be yeah. like, be pregnant right now. We, you don't really, it's all, it's very personal. And I don't know if that's for you, but like me, I was attached to people. And so what it did is it just all that was gone. And I, and it's really hard in the beginning because it brings up all of these scary memories. Um, but it will, I did it 33, the max amount of time you can do it is 33 minutes a day. And I've done it pretty much 33 minutes a day for a full year. And of all the meditations I've done, that's like, it's like doing like one of the heavy, heavy duty, like Gion chakras for like 60 minutes, but it's, it's not that hard either. So you put your left hand on your heart and then you use your pointer finger touching your bottom lip and you say, Satanama. I have a video of it on mystical motherhood in a block. And I have it on my, in my book. I actually have a video where I teach it. You could even do it for three minutes. I know I'm adding things just to pick what you want. Right. That's going to streamline you that way because um, it's going to streamline you. And with meditation, pick one that that you, it's better to have one that you just really, really get into and keep doing it and letting, because until, I mean, Hari Jiwen said this to me, he's like, He's like, well, what are you doing right now? And he's, and I was doing like all these meditations. I was like, I'm doing this one and this one and this one. He's like, well, that's what I feel like I'm at. Like, at, like every time I read another portion of the book, which I'm like, at this point, I'm almost done. And I'm like, oh, that's a good one to do now. Oh, that's a good one to do now. Oh, and I'm like, I don't know which one to do anymore. <laughs> so what happens is it becomes just like the chariots. Like there's so many things in life and I want to do them all. And it's yeah. It's like you, you want, and he put it really, he's like, all, he's like, you're not going to be on, he's like, you're going to still be crazy unless you go deep. And it really triggered something. He's like, he's like, nothing can be attracted to you and you can't clear, you know, you can't even create your destiny when your subconscious is so full. Go deep into that one thing and stick with that. And I was doing Sadarshan Kriya. He's like, do Sadarshan Kriya. I had already done it for like a long time like two years for like 11 minutes. And that's all I could do because it was so intense. But he was like, do 22. He's like, do 60 minutes of Sudarshan Kriya, which I couldn't do. But I encourage you to, it's like streamline to what one you can do and maybe one more. That's it. And you do that for a full year and feel the difference. And then after a year, see if you can keep going. And it's like, with that, you build so much trust in yourself that you can do something you're like yeah. no i'm doing jupiter chakra career for 33 minutes it is will destroy it, within six months you'll be a different person it's so powerful do you recommend that one or i mean you i recommend that one if you feel like you have a lot of unhealed childhood trauma and that's a personal thing read the description of it yeah um, it's very hard to do in the beginning because um, you will have nightmares. You will want to scream. It will feel like you're being ripped open. It totally, it's, it's like, oh, these things work. And right. I mean, and you'll trip out, you'll go back in time. I did. I mean, I was all over the place. And then like after six months, I was like, oh, okay. So now I kind of plan my day out, but, right. <laughs> well, right. I'm doing it, but I'm still doing it. Okay. It's a really good one. But if you want to just, I mean, you could do that one for 22 minutes and then one more for 11 minutes. If you could do that every day, 33 minutes and dedicate, I do this every day. And if you can't do it every day, then you do it for three and three. Okay. Then, then you still keep that trust in you. Right. And that's how you keep it going. All right. But like a minimum of 33 minutes of meditation in this time, day and age is invaluable to your day right and your what you can handle and the more you can handle because the more you can go inside yourself the more the world will come around you and and be better and i promise you okay it's really hard and it takes dedication and it takes a lot of grit but it's worth it Uh, okay but you don't i mean don't 
don't add, think of it like you're adding more to your list. It's like, take a list of everything you're doing, cross off everything that's not necessary. Like, does this do any, everything you're doing? And I mean, like going to the wrong grocery store, like anything you do during the day, you'd be like, did I need to do that? No. Did I need to do this? No, because it's a balance between the doing and the being. And then maybe if you can't do two meditations, pick one. Even if you can only do 11 minutes, do that, but just stick with it. No, I mean, I mean, it makes like, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And you'll know, take a few days to let all of this sink in and you're going to come back into the mode, like centered. Because you're just trying to do too many. And I'm not trying to add more things for you to do. I'm just trying to let you think, what is going to make me move forward? And it's and going internal will. And also, you know, the fer- working on the fertility, acupuncture is that. Right. No, I mean, that's definitely how I felt. Like, it was just going, I was just putting my hands on everything that I s- learned and saw. And, like, I was trying to apply each little thing. And I was just getting out of control for me. Yeah, don't do that. You pick one, stick with it. No. Okay. That really, I feel like that's like a relief. No, it, it, well, this, this session is a relief. I feel so much better. Yeah. You will feel better. I feel a lot better. 